0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second mini episode from the Lunatics Radio Hour. I'm Abby Branker, and I'm joined by Alan Kudan. Hello. And this is a new little kind of like format that we're trying out. The main thing is we're going to kind of tell you stories or give you information on something, but not have the accompanying fiction story at the end. Just kind of like a little shorter bite. You know, it is a... A lot of work to write all those stories. So just to kind of, you know. But
1: you do a great job of well, it.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. So anyway, looking we'll for it, feedback on this format. Let us know.
1: What really helps alleviate that is when people come with their own stories.
0: Yeah. So if anyone has a story they want to read, let me know. Filmsaboutlunatics at gmail.com. Okay. So, Alan, do you know what holiday is coming up? Yes. What holiday? Arbor Day. Nope. That's not right. Any other guesses? March holidays.
1: March Madness. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. When's Arbor Day?
0: I think it's in the summer. It's coming up. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, as someone who is Irish, according to Ancestry.com's DNA test, we're going to talk about the Morgan today and some of Ireland's more famous deities. The Morgan? hmm
1: Like the museum?
0: Nope. It's differently. Spelt M-O-R-R-I-G-A-N. Oh. And it's essentially, there's. we'll get into this in a second, but it's essentially a feminine Irish deity. I've never
1: heard of this before.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, one of my faves. Okay, great. Cool. So, um, first of all, during the process of researching this, I found that there is a difference between Celtic and Irish deities in lore. So I'm going to try to focus on Irish deities for this just because it's our St. Patrick's Day episode. I've been reading a book called Pagan Portals, Gods and Goddesses of Ireland, A Guide to Irish Deities by Morgan Daimler, D-A-I-M-L-E-R. So if you're interested, it's like a super accessible, palatable, almost like encyclopedia of Irish deities. So I would suggest that. That's cool. Yeah. And mythology in Ireland can be traced back to before Christianity in Ireland, which started around 432 A.D. Mythology in Ireland has only been passed down by word of mouth. So... I wanted to talk first about a few things. The Dogda slash Danon. And again, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing any of these wrong to any experts out there.
1: The Danon?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And the Morgan. I found that Irish and Celtic mythology are less researchable than Greek, Roman, and Norse mythology. I've also found that there's a bit of a difference between Celtic and Irish mythologies, like I just mentioned, especially when it comes to the Morgan. She's actually less prominent in Irish mythology, but we're still pushing forward with the episode. In Celtic, she is considered a great queen or phantom queen. In Irish mythology, she is considered to be a leader of the Danon tribe, meaning a tribe of
1: the gods. I had no idea there was like an Irish pantheon.
0: Oh, yes. And like this is the tip of the iceberg. And I spent like two whole days just researching this one like the morgan i was gonna do like a whole breakdown of irish gods and i was like oh i could not spend a lifetime doing that and not be done i had no idea this is a thing this mm-hmm. is so cool mm-hmm. it's really cool i'm like really really into it huh. so there's a lot of really cool youtube videos out there um if you want kind of like a really easy breakdown with like cool visuals and sure banner. do yeah so i would check that out too so the danon the tribe of the gods the danon are said to have descended from the goddess danu d-a-n-u who is often thought of as the mother of all Irish gods. She is said to have helped the Danon by shrouding their camps in thick fog to help them hide from enemies. Many stories allude to the Morgan having an intimate relationship with the Dagda, D-A-G-D-A, the leader of the Danon tribe. So let me just kind of like recap what I just said. Danu, the the goddess Danu, is said to be kind of like the mother of all gods, right? Uh And she protects the tribe, which is called the Danon. Okay. And then the Dagda is kind of like the dad of the tribe. And the Morgan is seen as kind of like a a leader of the tribe, not like the mother of the tribe, not like an elder, but kind of like an important figure.
1: Is so like, I mean, I'm trying to equate this to like Greek or Norse mythology or something. Um, Are they a family? Is like the mother and father married and Morgan is the kid?
0: No. So the Dagda and Morgan have kind of like a relationship. Okay. But no, it's very kind of like loosey goosey. It it is similar to um, Norse mythology in that way where people are kind of like sleeping around. It's, you know, there's like some crossover there. Hmm. So let's talk about the Morgan. The Morgan is heavily associated with war and fate, less akin to the glory of war, but more representative of those who are fated to die in battle. She favors cleverness and she is a goddess of prophecy, sometimes described as both a warrior and a witch. Legend says that she would appear in the dreams of warriors, predicting their death. It became practice to leave the bodies of the dead on the battlefield for a day to allow Morgans crows to come and collect them, which is somewhat similar to Odin's ravens in Norse mythology. Yeah. The Morgan can be likened to the Valkyries also from Norse mythology. Warriors would pray to her to either protect themselves before battle or to sway her to help them take the lives of their foes. Some look at her as strictly protective entity rather than a violent one. She protects individuals until they can fulfill their destinies. She can also stop protecting those who have wronged her and let their death come early. Sometimes the Morgan is presented as three separate entities, all making up different parts of her. Three goddesses, sisters, named Babd, Maka, and Niman, as referred to together as the morgina or morgana so m-o-r-i-g-n-a morgana yeah
1: who's morgana
0: this is what we're talking about
1: i know the name morgana i don't know is it from arthurian legend the big bad witch in arthurian legend
0: oh man i haven't read i haven't read a cycle in so i long. think it's morgana should we look it up right now
1: morgana Le Fay.
0: but this is spelled morgana. morgina m-o-r-g-i-n-a
1: yeah, she's the enchantress from Arthurian legend.
0: Very cool. I wonder if it's based off of I don't know. What? I
1: mean, it's what? Just a matter of miles apart? Yeah. We're in great like the British area.
0: Yeah. Okay. So in a very badass move, she also sometimes described she's also sometimes described as fighting in battles herself. In one tale specifically, she's described as helping Um, in a battle against the Fomorians. Fomorians. Fomorians are mythical enemies of Ireland's first settlers. They're evil spirits that live both under the earth and under the water. Sometimes they're described as having a half-man, half-goat body, or to be missing limbs. When the Morrigan arrived on the battlefield to help protect the Irish from the Fomorians, she is said to have recited a poem which drove the enemy into the sea. Directly following their victory, she foretold the end of the world— when summers are without blossoms, men without valor, and sons would deceive their fathers. She is also heavily associated with crows. Again, a call back to the Norse mythology. She is said to be an omen of death for you or a loved one if you were to see a crow flying. Sometimes the Morrigan is said to have transformed into a bird when she needs to escape threats or danger. Some describe her as a shapeshifter that can shift into any animal, including a crow or an eel, pending on the tail. So physical description i I like just have kind of seen a lot of fan art i guess in my research okay she looks like a pale irish woman with dark hair which i guess is which i guess is interesting because you know like a lot of people in ireland have red hair right it's like a thing but she's depicted as dark hair like black hair almost kind of like the same body type as like wonder woman like very strong and like Warrior, you know.
1: Got it. So what, f- full humanoid?
0: Well, it depends. There's renderings of her, like, shifting into birds. There's, like, a lot of, like, her running on the battlefield with, like, birds coming out, you know.
1: So full Valkyrie.
0: Yeah, like, someone who shapeshifts. Also, like, a lot of drawings of the three sisters together, kind of, like, with hoods.
1: And it's just depending on where you're getting your information, whether she's one person or three?
0: Yeah, and there's also differences between, like, Irish and Celtic mythology when it comes to her specifically. Sure. Sure. So, yeah.
1: So it's basically just like the Zeus versus Jupiter.
0: Right. And again, like all this stuff is just like passed down by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So there's different kind of like offsprings of the original stories, you know?
1: Right. Right. Because one person's like, I saw them, all three of them. And the other's like, Henry, you're crazy. It was just one.
0: Right. Like I originally wanted to do this episode on the Morgana as a trio. Uh Uh-huh. And then in my research, I realized that that's kind of like a subset of the Morrigan, which is like a larger kind of like deity by herself. But there's like another group of people who kind of like view her this way. It's actually something in tarot that like is called to sometimes, like if you're doing tarot readings or it's a thing, I guess, that like people do when they're looking for feminine energies. Okay. They'll call on specific goddesses to represent certain things. That's kind of cool. Brigid or the Morrigan. So that's kind of like how I had like first encountered her and wanted to learn more. That's something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. She's like a badass, like warrior who predicts the end of the world and death and like shapeshifts into animals and has sisters and I, romances.
1: That I never really considered being able to learn through, to learn about like all these alternative pantheons through tarot. Yeah. That's so cool. Well,
0: yeah. And, I, and like, that's not like a traditional practice, but it's kind of like this modern thing. Actually, there's one woman in particular I follow called Power Femme Tarot. She has a Patreon that she's actually taking down, but uh, she has an Etsy store and an Instagram where you can get tarot readings from her. And I've done that a few times on special occasions. And she's the one who, has, she did like a post on like the Morgana and tarot together and it kind of like sparked my interest cool so check her out definitely call out to her she's a great source of information around this kind of stuff um she also recommended that book at the top that i suggested so i just love
1: stories of mythologies yeah and outside of greek and norse they're so hard to find
0: yeah that is true it was a lot harder for me to research this
1: i'm sorry they're hard to find in an accessible format yeah you can find dense books yes yep and it's not fun. Yeah. It sucks all the joy out of it. Yep. I just want Neil Gaiman to read me. I
0: know. Everything. <laughs> yep. But that is also, like, the pleasure of YouTube and Reddit and other places. That's you know, true. People kind of, like, boil it down. But then you kind of have to decide, like... You have to
1: fact check right, all your shit exactly. anyways. Yep.
0: Is this, like, a good source? Is yep. it's not? But it gives you, like, kind of, like, some... But
1: also, that's how myths and things grow in the first place. It just goes from person to person, expanding, and people take what they like and leaving what they don't.
0: Right. So our podcast right now is perpetuating myths.
1: That's incredible. <laughs> cool. you're, you're a very important person. Oh, my God. So are I, you. I hope you
0: know that. Oh, so are you, Alan. Well, thank you guys so much for joining our mini episode. That's it? That's it. Ah. We just wanted to tell you We're about the We're just starting to scratch the surface. I know. I mean, there's a lot more, and I'm reading that book right now, so I'm I'm hopeful and sure that I'll find some other really cool deities to kind of talk about. But we wanted to give you some food for thought on this, you know, time before St. Patrick's Day.
1: All right. Well, I feel teased. Yeah. Um, do you
0: think these should be longer?
1: No, not <laughs> necessarily that. I just we, we we broached a really cool topic and yeah. I'm super enticed to yeah. learn more about it. Um, I guess I got to do that on my own now.
0: Yeah. Or if you guys want more about any of these things, let us know. We could do a full blown episode on one. These are just little like mini uh, mini thought starters for you. A little peek into some other crevice of the world that maybe you didn't know about.
1: I didn't know about it.
0: Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, anyway, everybody who's celebrating, please have a safe and joyous St. Patrick's Day. If you're drinking, again, be extra safe and responsible, but have a lot of fun. And to everyone else, we love you a lot. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Find us on Instagram at the Lunatics Project. You know where we are. And we love you. Goodbye. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like some bonus content, consider supporting us on Patreon to access our patron exclusive podcast, Horror Movie Club.
1: Also, head to lunaticsproject.com to check out our spooky merch and apparel.
0: You can find us at Lunatics Project on Twitter and TikTok. And The Lunatics Project on Instagram and YouTube, where you'll find our short horror films, cemetery tours, and so much more.
1: And please rate and review. A little feedback goes a long way to help us grow and get more content out there.
0: Our cover art is by Pilar Kep, and musical bumpers are by Michaela Papa and Jordan Moser.